Right. Right. Are we going? Yes, we're going. Good. Good. Going. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome back to your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast with the two idiots who can't escape your podcast feed. Uh, how are you, Joe? We're stuck in the podcast feed? Maybe. Uh, okay. So, what is new okay. in the life of you? Nothing. Honest to God, absolutely nothing. Not a thing. Oh, okay. No, well, I can't think of anything that that changed between last week. I have a beer. That's <laughs> it. Uh, my Halloween costume came, and I'm really excited oh. about it. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, it's an evil jester thing with, like, a full mask as well. So it's, like, it's like the proper full deal. And it, it, it was a great price as well. Like, the headpiece is proper weighty. It's not cheap at all. Oh, neat. Yeah, I don't really... I, I, I tried I it on, for... and I I just like, this is great, and I really got into the character of it. That's really cool. I just, I suppose I'll just wear an orange shirt or something. On. I don't do costumes anymore. I, I just like handing out candy. I mean, this isn't so I can go trick-or-treating. It's just if, like, any, any social events when in societies i'm in at uni or yes i just i guess i don't like doing costumes at all i mean it's it's all right it's not for everyone um i mean i thought halloween would be a bigger deal in america oh it is a huge deal even in my family it's just i don't dress up and i can't think about why that's more than fine um okay um yeah that's cool shall we Yes. Should we should we dive headfirst yes. into this pool yes. of mess that is Taskmaster? This is this is Taskmaster season six, episode six. We met at mealtimes. It first aired June the sixth, two thousand eighteen. So oh six oh six for season six, episode six. I bet you they planned that in advance. I didn't think about that, and I was wondering why the hell are you t- giving us the air date? We've never because it's listed on Taskmaster.info, and why the hell not? This is I mean, we've never done feature- it before. We're going to start now because this is feature creep. Oh, great! Of of all the times to possibly start doing something new, you do it when we're over halfway into the series. Halfway why don't you into shut? The- why don't you shut the fuck up? This is exactly what we're doing. Hey, hey! Anyway- I'm the one who tells you to shut the fuck up. That's nice. Turnabout's fair play. Anyways, we're on to banter. Do you want a bull gag or something? That'll shut you up nice and good. Ew, no. Okay, uh, anyways. wet mouth. uh, Ew, why are you like this? Okay, anyways. Do you remember uh, our bull gags episode? Yes, I remember that. I still. (laughs) Anyways, uh, banter. Alex has a present for Greg. He has given him the famous number-solving puzzle game Sudoku which he has tattooed on his stomach. Uh, Greg proceeds to doodle all over it, because why not? Given the tattoos that Alex Horn does have, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually gets a Sudoku board. I think the issue with having a Sudoku board with numbers on it is it means there's only ever, like, one solution. Be better just to have the board and then just fill in the numbers as needed. No, what you, what you need is a, noughts, a blank noughts and crosses grid. Oh, please. Tic-tac-toe is very simple to solve. You want, like, something that's a bit more complicated. Or a board that, like, like checkers that can double as a chessboard. That's an interesting idea. What would you use for the pieces? Well, you get pieces as needed. Like, you have, like, sticky-backed 
things that I th- this is assuming your chest is big enough to support. A oh, I was thinking about getting it on your arm or something. I don't know why I went to. I went to. I don't know why yeah, I like, went to that. Like back or chest or something like that. <laughs> well, I wonder what it must be like for the person whose body you're playing on. You're just like I assume. Well, I assume that that you're one of the participants. Like, if you have it tattooed, you naturally get to play white. Because the white player goes first in chess, and that gives you an advantage. Hmm. Like, not, if you've got the board chess tattooed is like the on most, your body. Chess is a very racist and sexist. Well, not very racist. It's a racist and sexist game. Somehow. It is? Well, white is priority over black in chess. Um, well, I suppose that you could just change the colors to anything else, and the rules would still say the same. Hmm. It's just the names. That'd be the cool. Mechanic- a chess board that wasn't black and white. Yeah, like a chessboard that was like green and purple or something like that. Prize task, Joe? Yes, it's me this time, right? Uh, Yeah, I think. Yes, this is possibly the worst prize task we have ever gotten in so the far. history of this show. And I'm going to say it again, because I said this last week. Wait till we get to series no, 10, mate. I'm going to say this again, because you have said that it is often that the tasks are like a bit weird this is not one of those weird ones this is the contestants are all fucking shit and this is bring in the best thing that you have invented that is the entire task brief we start off with russell howard russell howard apparently had a very restrictive childhood where he and his brother were not allowed to eat cereal after like midday he decided the best way to get around this was to fill a cup with cereal and eat out of it this is not an invention this is not an invention. Other people do it. Other people other people have on that stage have done it, as Greg points out, because he does it when he doesn't want to bother doing washing up his bowls. And also Kellogg's sells it and Cheerios, although I think, no, Cheerios are a General Mills product. So Kellogg's and General Mills both sell that as a product you can buy today. So shit. Uh, Asim went to the Nike store and got a 3D printed version of the Air Max 97 and shoe um interesting choice there interesting choice in pronunciation he says he uh he says nike or nike i think like neek i think or some something people like in the uk say nike i don't, I don't know what side of the it's I incorrect it's incorrect it's a i i understand that it's the name of the greek goddess of victory and kind of a made-up word in terms of brand name but it is brand name the brand guidelines. It's, a, it's is another Nike. scone scone discussion. There's an, this. There, not really in this case. There is an actual There is an actual proper way of saying it, as accounted by Nike's brand guidelines. Uh, in this specific instance. Uh, anyway, that's next, not important right now. That's not important. What is important that this isn't a fucking invention either. This is bullshit. Can we just acknowledge that it's new for Joe to basically speed run everything? He's a very methodical person who likes to it, take his it time. It is. I am. I've got a bit of energy, and also I have something I have to do immediately after recording this. So I want to sort of burn through this whole episode as fast as possible. Uh, anyways, um, next up we have Tim Vine, who has the stage spade. As everybody knows, in stage films, there in stage plays, there's a lot of. There are fake knives where the point will go into the handle, but also you can stab somebody. Tim wanted to do it with a shovel, and it's really actually quite funny. It works really well. This is an invention. I that, like this invention. Definitely the best he should thing. Patent definitely the this best and thing. invent it. Yes. Next up, we have Lisa Tarbuck. She glued some cacti to to a pair of shoes. 
This is not an invention. It is fashion. It's not an invention. I wonder if she it's, was planning to like really piss off a guy and then she could he get she k- kicks him in the balls with the cactus shoes. I don't think I think that she just got this task and went like ah fuck it. She seems to have you a lot sue of ah, fuck moments. Thing? This could you could sue you, her for doing something like that? I mean, you could probably sue her just for kicking you in the balls. It's not. It's. I mean, the cactus is not going to change that. What does Alex Alice bring in? Oh, Alice Levine. Alice Levine got most of the way there. Alice Levine had an idea that you should be able to. She says tether. I'm not sure tether is not the the proper word for this, but she wants to invent a system that well, tether means linked plug- together. So well, yeah, but I'm not sure. I think it might just be a back. It might be a different way of charging. But it's basically you plug one cell phone into the other and they trickle charge each other. It's like the phone equivalent of uh, jump-starting a car with another car. Yes. And Alice thinks that this is a new invention. It is not. Because when I got my newest smartphone, I had to plug them into each other and the, to transfer the data over. And the process took so long that my old phone ran out of battery and the new phone, which I had fully charged ahead of time, actually started charging it through the USB-C charger cable. So that's a thing it does already. That is a thing that exists already. Also, Alice notably didn't invent this. She made up a drawing for it that looks like nonsense. So basically then the person would win the drawings and then probably have to go in and design the thing themselves. Maybe get, yes. patent, pen- maybe get patent pending on it. Yes, but I having looked at this, it looks like absolute nonsense. Like, I'm looking at a picture of this on taskmaster.info because they have this next to the prize task page, and it makes absolutely no sense when there's not any indication of a cable connecting two devices. All it needs is a ca- All it really needs to be is just a cable. And the downside yeah, of that is cable, not everyone's phone takes the same style of cable. So it's cable not a one-size-fits-all. Well, no, they make USB-C to lightning cables and USB-C to micro-USB and micro-USB to lightning because that's, that's how you connect up computers. Yeah, I know, but it's still like, it's still, this is this this is the sort of thing that works as a one-size-fits-all because you're yeah. charging different phones. Well, no, it's really, you just need some programming in the phones that make them acknowledge this is a thing that's happening. Whatever. But the scores anyways, are extremely bizarre. The sco- well, okay, so Greg puts Tim in first because Tim actually invented something greg actually acknowledges this is one of the worst rounds he's ever seen uh i can't wait to hear taskmaster joe for this he uh yeah lisa uh he gives third place to because it's kind of an invention which i disagree with but i can see it and then everybody else gets one point so that is tim five lisa three lisa three asim alice and russell get get one each uh onwards to uh, Taskmaster Joe, drop the theme right here. Oh, that was good. It's the Taskmaster, and his name is Joe, and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> uh, so I'm putting Tim in first, because Tim not only invented something, but he presented the invention before them, which is really neat. Uh, and then Alice, I'm giving fourth place to. So that is two points, because... She's on the right track. She's on the right track. It is an invention. And uh, 
it is a it is an original thought. You can patent things that aren't actually yet creatable. Uh, infamously, British Rail patented a nuclear powered flying saucer that is technologically impossible to create because it's an original idea. But uh, but that is still an idea. Everybody else I disqualified because these are not inventions. <laughs> wow, what an interesting what an interesting school board that would be. Uh, so I guess yeah. it's my turn. And then, uh, or do uh, wanna, should, we we do, we, should we say what we brought in? We'd bring in. Well, hold on. There is an adapted. In, there is an adapted version of this season two, episode two of Sir Mastari was also the best invention. Although um, that one apparently was uh, the best invention made by somebody else. Have you ever so invented anything, Joe? Uh, no, but my mom is trying to get something patented, or she might have. The thing is, inventing stuff is hard because it's like, it's not just a sort of run and grab thing. Well, um, the, the issue is that in this case, with this level of hopelessness that we've seen already, I think the idea, like Russell Howard came the closest with, I've invented something that thing by that other people have made. That still doesn't change the fact that it's an in, that he came up with the idea himself. So at this point, you'd basically have to come up with either a truly original idea, or you'd have to come up with something and that you say at the end of it, I acknowledge that this is a thing that other people have invented, but I came up with that before I knew that. Let's talk the next task, shall we? Yes. We, we can't globe, really come up with anything. My task. Which, uh, hold on. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> make the fun best intro. What? Oh, I was gonna say there's a fun intro for this one that I found uh, really neat because this is apparently you, like you're um, ignoring the fact I just burped into the microphone. I do it all the time. Uh, so like this episode opens with Alex saying "Merry Christmas." This Greg this task of Alex. Greg Greg is very surprised because this is again this is a June episode, uh, and so Alex is actually standing in the yard. He pours water into a bowl of fake snow. And then smash cut to him standing in an actual snowy yard, which gives you a hint as to when they sort of film these tasks is like early in the year. Yeah, like maybe I mean, like not to go much into the next series, but series seven had a couple of moments set during snowy tasks. Yeah, and then like. there because it it very rarely snows in the UK, and I the most recent snowstorm I remember two recent snow big snowy days. One was very very beginning of 2021 when the uk was in lockdown and the other one was towards the very very beginning of 2018 which i also mm. remember quite fondly 2018 one was quite heavy no it was a lot down here but um anyways uh following that we also have um when they actually get the task presented to them they're in the main room of the this task is my task joe i'm i'm not to going about. to talk about the task i'm just talking about the the actual presentation, because you never talk about that. But um, Alex walks in and actually pours water into a bowl of fake snow before they open the task. That he does. Um, now you can talk as much as you like. So a couple of the notes I have is um, Asim wants a Jon Snow snow globe. And the read, the natural mind of the watcher would go to uh, Kit Harrington's character in Game of Thrones. Then Alex asks if he wants the newsreader Jon Snow. And I actually thought that joke too. Because like, uh, if you don't live in the UK or if you're too young to get it, 
there's a newsreader on Channel 4 called Jon Snow, spelled the exact same way as the Game of Thrones character. Doesn't look anywhere near like him, though. He's an old man. He's a, I don't want to say old man. He's an old man. Fuck it. He's um, an older gentleman, Jon Snow is. I actually... um. The Last Leg had a lot of fun with that joke, I believe, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Last Leg's a good show. Mm-hmm. Alex Brooker would be quite interesting to see on a one-off Taskmaster special. Yeah. I'm not sure how many of the tasks would have to be changed for him, though. You know, they could come up with ones that don't require manual dexterity. Or they could just have, like, a... Like a um a para like a Paralympics version of Taskmaster where everyone's differently abled. There was a Paralympic athlete in the most recent New Year's trees. Yeah, I uh, haven't gotten to that one yet. I know, but um um I've just noticed I've got a splinter in my finger. So oh dear. Uh, we'll care. have I'll have to make this quick so I can wrench it out. <laughs> um, so Lisa. Uh, and Tim are up first. Lisa puts water and glitter in a milk churn to make a glittery snowstorm. Is that what it is? It looked more I like could... a mason jar to me. Well, it was a mason jar mounted to this big churning machine. That's that was it's so like a hand, a hand, hand, hand churn thing. It was a hand yeah. whisk, like an not like a manual. It's got it had whisks that have like a crank on them. So yeah. Oh, uh, did we? Did you say what the the task actually was? Oh, make the best snow globe. You have 10 minutes to order your elements, then 20 minutes to make your snow globe. Uh, so your as time I was, starts now. As I was saying, uh, yeah, she basically puts, it look. It looks more like a snow, it, make, it looks more like a snowstorm than just like casual light snow. I, I really like what Lisa did. I did. Especially I, when wrote, she, I wrote when in my she, notes, uh, pretty good. Uh, when Tim, on the in, other hand, um... He made a snowman out of fruit, including uh, two uh, big green mittens made of grapes, although Greg described them as extremely pointy breasts. My <laughs> notes for Lisa and Tim were, Lisa has this jar slash mixer thing. Tim mounts cupcakes to oranges. And then Tim puts his thing in a, in a blender, and I literally wrote down, oh god, Mine says, Tim is using a blender, dot, 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 oh no. Because, uh, the, because know, Tim, the most... Tim, put, Tim makes his snowman out and then just puts it in a blender. I'm like, uh-oh. The most tragic part of Tim's is that he says once he's blended, you can still see elements of his smile. All through, which I actually would have thought that Tim's was very nice other than when before he blended it. Because he'd given it a little sled and everything, too, was nice. Now, I'm going to take a leaf out of your book, Joe, because this is the point where they in the show where they go to ads. And yes, I mentioned I had this written down, too. The uh, transition into the ad breaks is a setting that was, I think, for the first time in the series, actually a task from a previous series. From the previous series, yes. Because it was the uh, Taskmaster... Bury. The Taskenbury, Taskenbury, the Taskenbury that's Festival, the one where they sang the song for a stranger and in the infamous "I try my best, but it's never good enough." Good enough. Great and song, then, by course, the way. And, and very, of course, still a Rosalind, Rosalind is a fucking nightmare. I still like um, "Never Good Enough" more. I know, I do too. But Rosalind is such a fucking nightmare. It's such a good comedy song. Yeah. 
But I like the one more for Nick completing Nish's character arc in a nice way. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the A's are up next, Alice and Asim. So Alice, she turns the entire studio, or studies, sorry, into a snow globe by covering it with cling film. There's three mannequins in the middle of the room, each with a slice Not of... Bernard the mannequin. Uh, she puts a slice of Billy Bear ham on their face, which is just... Okay, what is face meat? Is she asked specifically for face meat, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Why do they have printed ham? Billy, it's just... No, no, explain to me. What is Billy Bear ham? It's it's just like, it's it's regular ham, but there's a like a cartoon bear face on it. Face Why? ham is a weird, it's a weird thing. Face, uh, here's this article, it's called The Mank, so I, it's a place from Manchester, I think. Oh God, my stupid ad blocker. Um, this is, uh, Americans on Reddit are confused by British face meat and it's hilarious. Oh, this was posted on my birthday last year. Uh, so there's Billy Bear ham, uh, there's pork luncheon meat. Uh, I'm going to put this in the uh, Zencaster chat. Send it, so. Or send it to me on Instagram or something. And I, like put, I put it in the Zencaster chat so you can look at it okay. now while I'm reading it. Billy Bear ham. It's just ham with like a cartoon bear's face on it. Uh, oh and then she starts throwing cotton wool balls around and spraying uh, window lean around the room as Alex watched through a plastic bowl outside and the effect is really... It's okay at best. It's it's garbage, and I actually wrote down that her snow effect is, like, the worst thing ever. I mean, it's... To be fair, though, it's better than Asim because he, he gets the two Jon Snow figures, the newsreader and the Game of Thrones character, uh, and he puts it in an inflated condom full of uh, squirty cream, or whipped cream, as you probably call it, and the highlight of this... do they make this Billy Bear ham? Do they press different shades of lunch meat while they're making who buys this what loon this is the same thought process that led to mr blobby i cannot be unconvinced of that i'll tell you that joe if there wasn't an image coming up later in this episode the image of uh british face mate would be the thumbnail for this episode yeah i i hope we're thinking of the same thing also i don't I don't worry i'm sure i think we are don't worry i want to just mention my entire notes for asim which was Jon Snow from the wall, Jon Snow from the news, a condom, a balloon, spray cream. And then the most unfortunate image of the spray cream leaking out through the condom. Yeah. <laughs> I think like... he has to transfer to a balloon at some point. It's not a good look in any event. Yeah, the thing the thing eventually he pops the thing and it goes everywhere. Um Yeah, he <laughs> it's it's really not it's not a great task for Asim. No. Honestly, uh, I was kind of thinking, this is what this is like a season two level task where nobody was very good. Well, like, reminds me of when, two, it's like when Sarah Pascoe made that snowman out of ice cream and it melted in the most yeah. horrific way. Like this, like this whole episode feels like it should have been from season two where nothing was very good. Because I've said I don't like season two. It's, the only thing is that these people are funny. So they I, actually. I feel like um, before this rewatch, I thought this was my least favorite season of the show, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. I'm quite enjoying it. it. I'm quite enjoying talking about it in depth. This they're series. fun in their mediocrity, as opposed to season two where they weren't. 
Which but, is, I mean, like series two is my least favorite now. Uh, I'd say yeah. this is probably my. If I if I had to rank, we'll, we'll rank, no, we'll do that at the end of the series, okay? Yeah. Um, so anyway, Russell Howard he glue guns a bell jar to a small table uh, after putting a couple of ceramic fingers and icing sugar inside it. Alex shakes the thing after Russell leaves, and it smashes as the Santa figurine crashes through and onto the floor. And Which Russell's, I have. Russell's no. look of dis—I don't want to say despair, but like, m- like passive anger at Alex is amazing. He's like, which I mean, you can't say. Uh, why should? Why should it is? We don't, this isn't a video. I don't know why. I have two anyway, notes for this. What are your notes? First of all, um, I'm surprised that Russell didn't put any water in the snow globe because that's usually kind of required. Not a comment about it. Just I'm surprised he didn't. Um, also. Uh, musical note, Russell gets this Western, like American Western style music throughout his entire task. We've heard it before entire... in the paint the best picture of a horse while on a horse. I remember. Oh, it. wow. We might have. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, but, I remember. Uh, I remember it like the music in the first three series uh, is quite uh, independent of the rest of the music in this show, I think. Yeah, but um, we only Although see in Series this. 13, they used a really old track they hadn't used since, like, at least Series 3. And I was like, oh, wow. oh shit, they used that song? I can't remember well, we'll what have it was, to, uh, but, yeah. We'll have I to definitely... keep an eye out for that. But, um, anyways, yeah, uh, just sorry. wanted to point that oh, out because I thought it was uh, I thought it was very interesting that we got... Because it only plays for Russell. Yeah. It's normally, like, it's a... It, it sounds like it means business, though. Yeah, like it, you hear it you does. hear westerns and you think, okay, things are about to get serious. Clearly, someone in the editing booth had their own opinions about whose snow globe was the best, <laughs> and so they showed Russell's. Russell's is like, aha, this is the champion coming in to show everybody else. I mean, it was scheduled to be last, shown last, anyway. And yeah. you know what that means? You're either you're either you're either it or shit. Yep. That could be a good episode title if there wasn't swearing in it. In it. There's there's so many episode titles we could pull out of this one. Uh, well, we have to, we usually come up with the quotes for the episode titles ourselves. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the scores, Russell 5, Lisa 4, Alice 3, Tim also 3, Asim 1. Uh, Joe, do you have any contradicting opinions? I, I have very contradicting opinions. All right. 3, 2, 1. Boop. It's the Taskmaster, and his name is Joe, and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> so, Lisa is first. Ooh, I, I put Lisa first because I really liked the glitter, the glitter typhoon inside her little jar. It was that's, cool, but I think you, you couldn't see the scene. And I it think doesn't that's matter. Quite- you, can, you can make an empty snow globe. That just has snow in it, and that looks really cool. Uh, also, everything else was garbage. Even so Russell. It, Russell, I put second. Russell would have had first place if he'd put water in it. Russell actually asked for snow globes when it was the order your uh, your components section, and I was wondering if he was going to do anything with it, but I guess he didn't. But, I mean, uh, like, the I fact almost that Russell's thought- broke, not due to any fault of his own, I'm kind of glad there wasn't any water in it. 
Well, yeah, but if he if it had broke, it probably wouldn't. If it had water, in it, it probably wouldn't have broken. But I kind of thought for a second that he was going to put snow globes inside his snow globe, as like snow globe section, and I thought That'd that be would be that would have been really neat. But uh, we did no, no, like have the f- snow globes as the stuff you shake around, which would have been really neat. Um, but he didn't, and I it's just I I it would have been better if it had water. Uh, Tim and Asim go forth because they technically created a traditional style snow globe that someone could maybe potentially find enjoyment from. And then Alice's was last because it was dog shit. That was honestly the worst thing. Oh, well, um, you're doing the next task, I believe. Yes, we are. We are task two. This one, knock over as many ducks as possible. You must all remain on the red carpet throughout the task. You have five minutes. Your time starts now. As you, as the you all you must all implies, this is a team task, and we are again treated to team funk versus team control. Alt delete. Uh, there is I in my notes. It we, just can says, we just call them team alt, as in like short for alternative. I, we can, I keep noting them as Control-Alt-Delete. Let's go with uh, Control-Alt-Delete. It's yep. more uh, iconic in my, than us. In my notes, my notes start off with one melon, 136 ducks, which is... No time to friendly. fell these ducks. No, I was thinking that's the kid-friendly version of a, of a different YouTube video that has a similarly formatted title. What, No Time to it, Fell Ducks? No, one melon, 136 ducks. Oh, I was saying... <laughs> What do you think that? What do you think a similar format? Never mind. We're going to keep on going. If you get it, put it in the comments below. Anyways, uh, we start off with t- team control alt delete. They try to move the carpet by hopping it along because they're they're on the driveway. The ducks are like fifteen feet away from them. They're handed a watermelon because of course they are, and they're on a little circle of red carpet that they're far enough away that they can't reach or do anything with it. I mean, Taskmaster is well established enough to this point where if you're given a watermelon, you have to rummage underneath it. Yeah, which um, they move the car. They try to move the carpet by hopping. They get about halfway before they realize, oh, three minutes. It took them two minutes to get there. So they elect not to go any further. Uh, They break the melon and throw chunks of it at the ducks, which knocks over some of them, followed by their shoes, Tim's hat, and then finally Tim's socks, which have been rolled up into a ball. They try to after and in the process, they try and move a little bit closer. Uh, They get 78 total ducks which is 56.7 percent i believe and then uh basically alex said if you knock over if you throw it at one duck you would have knocked just down just over half of that duck how would that work you'd have to hit it with like such force that the duck not not perfectly cracks into but cracks into two portions and then one half falls over um anyways uh moving on to team funk because and everybody gives them shit in the uh, Greg specifically gives them shit for not continuing to hop along, and we see why when we cut to the next one because uh, Team Funk hops right up to the ducks and knocks over 135 out of 136 of them, then gilds their lily when they try to get the last duck which escaped them. And Russell, so you're not talking about the sets- fact that the I, I, I get what you're saying is important, but are you gonna ignore the fact that how, how they looked while they were jumping? Yeah, that was a little... It's really... Okay. 
it looks like the way they were jumping, Russell is bent over with his butt directly at crotch level yeah. with Alice. Uh, make all the jokes you want to in the comments. It's like below I wrote the drive. I wrote team I wrote in I wrote two things. Um I said, Thank God Russell is in front or Alice must be a really dominant in the bedroom. Yep. I you know, I was making the same jokes. It's just, you know, it's uh, I just want to check visual. this. I just want to check. This was not the image I had in mind for no, the thumbnail. This was not mine either. Okay. Mine, I, okay. Mine I think is we know what it is. I yeah, th I, I think I know what yours is. We'll get we'll get to it when uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, um, what are the scores? Uh, the scores are Team Funk gets disqualified because Russell tripped up and put a foot down outside the uh, red carpet, and the remain Team Control Alt Delete gets all the points, which is five points for each of them. Uh, just as I mentioned, there are no similar tasks. There are no adapted versions of this task or the previous task surprisingly enough okay um so, my turn to do the excuse me next task announcement it is emerson's turn da -da -da -dum. make an announcement biggest announcement to the most people wins you have 12 weeks that's my announcer voice your uh, time starts now uh, Alice is first, um, and what Alex, Alice, what I, their names are so common, I keep getting them mixed up. Alice thought about shouting uh, something in the middle of a town square, but then she remembered she had a radio station, and then she remembered that she had Twitter. So yeah, <clears throat> um, so she announced on Twitter, in other words, she tweeted uh, about uh, a quattro formaggio pizza. Or a four cheese pizza, having four types of that cheese. Was, was that a joke on an American accent, or was that a joke on the Italians? Well, me saying quattro. Uh, you said it. You said it like you were doing an American accent. Quattro, quattro fromaggio. That's an American accent. No, this this is an American accent. So I had a quattro from. So I had a quattro fromaggio pizza, and it was. That's the same thing you said. It that's the not same what I way. said. Should I do the whole rest of this task in an American accent? Please do not. Okay. <laughs> Please do not. And let's just, oh, keep, Captain. <laughs> let's just keep going, okay? Okay, she tweeted Remember. it she tweeted that she had a quattro formaggio pizza having four different types of cheese. Essentially it's a four cheese pizza. Not four times as much cheese. Which I think, oh god, you probably have lactose intolerance by the end of that. Which was potentially well, seen by ninety six thousand people and was liked by four hundred and eleven. So maximum ninety six thousand. What about the next one? Uh, Tim, uh, he went with a very literal approach and tried to tried write, tried um, yeah he tried to write the word announcement at the big really as, big yeah and he chose to do so at Bristol Airport of all places. Uh, now I've I've never been to Bristol Airport, but because I live like in London, it looks like he was doing it on the front drive or something. Yeah, um, as opposed to which, which just to uh, just to counterpoint this, people have done what he is trying to do, where they've put really big words near airport flight paths. Notably, some YouTube guy did one off of the approach for Gatwick, which said, "Welcome to a." Uh, I think it said "Welcome to Luton" <laughs> or something like that, but 
But uh, did Russell? And I mean, did it's not. Know. I live now. If you know me, I live near the my my parents' house is not too far from the largest airport in the UK. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it's the largest in the world. Definitely not the largest in the world. But no. definitely, definitely the largest in the UK. Uh, I think like I think like the top five. No, that's in not. aircraft movements. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh no, no. I then top five. I was gonna say like I thought I was gonna say that I think the top five biggest airports in the UK are all either in London or have London in the name. Looking at you, Southend. Um, uh, I think that I don't think that's true either. Anyway, no. uh, the point I'm trying, the point of this task is that Tim decided Bristol Airport's not a very big airport, even though Bristol itself is a decently sized city. Not, not, not in comparison to London, it's tiny, but as a city in the West Country, it's all right. It's got about five or six hundred thousand people. Uh, and he tries to create, write the word announcement, I think, with like. T- giant yellow fluorescent tape or something uh but he gets to it, as far as the he he manages to write the word an so the first two letters before the police stop him and say he has to stop yes and also uh just want to point out they're not very big letters they're maybe like four feet high so it's not a big announcement anyways yeah you don't i don't think you could yeah you could you couldn't see it if you i'm trying to open my water bottle but i realize i'm talking about the task so Sorry, you're going to have to hear me drinking for a second. Okay. Unless I mute myself. But damn it, I, ba- I don't think I even muted the thing. Large thud. <laughs> Should we... No, that large thud is too basic. I was going to suggest that be our episode That title. could be the title. Yeah, but that it's too be basic. Ti- no, it's not. All right. We'll, we'll see. If we if we don't come yeah. up with anything better, that'll be it. Yes. Um. So, yeah, Tim is... Uh, blocked from completing his thing. Lisa claimed that any announcement she made on her radio show counted as a big announcement. So she admitted that she was angry about having to do the task. Because I guess she announced people's birthdays and stuff. It wasn't really clear from what she said that whether or not she'd announced on the radio that she was doing announcements or whatnot. But this one, this one seems to not go perfectly well for her. she didn't yeah, have a specific she, example she gets upset she gets she gets upset like proper upset. i didn't realize that she had a radio show so this yeah. is very interesting i mean it's not like it's not the thing she's known for unlike alice levine yeah um, um asim chowdhury now joe yes this this one was great okay so if you have the memory of uh a stupid person Cast your mind back to last Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. If you have the memory of a stupid person, (laughs) cast your mind back. (laughs) Unless you have the memory. How about that? If you have the memory of a a stupid person, how about that? Okay, just just keep going. Keep going. (laughs) It's funny because I'm the stupid person. Uh, Unless you have the memory of a stupid person who's not me... Uh, you might remember in both the last oh, fuck off. You might remember in the last episode of Taskmaster and our podcast, uh, we talked about Asim saying that he was vegan right at the beginning of the prize task, and that was his big announcement for this task, and he did it very subtly and very cleverly, and he mentioned Not that subtly or cleverly at all. Yeah, but nobody noticed. Well, yeah. At the time, it was subtle and clever because we had no idea what he was talking about. But 
now that we've both seen it, well, now we can't unsee it. And we can't unknow it either. And the one thing I know about this is that uh, Asim mentioned that uh, the show was being shown on repeat on Dave, so a lot of people would see it. Uh, Taskmaster's, well, I'm, I'm sure it's still shown on Dave occasionally, but it's not a Dave-only show. It's... They but also make right. lots of original content on on Dave, which wasn't Taskmaster originally on Dave? Or Dave I mean, production? Yeah. I so mean, yes, they do make they do make original content too, as Greg notes sometimes. very quickly. And um but amazingly, Asim is not the last person we talk about here. That title goes to Mr. Russell Howard. Uh, on the scale of it or shit, he is Nishkumar today. Which one is that? Shit. Nish Kum- Okay, why don't you think about Nish Kumar for a second? Nish Kumar. The new fragrance by him. <laughs> it does sound like quite. Uh, uh, Milton Jones said something like that on Mock the Week yeah. at one point. Anyway. Mock uh, the Week. I think, this is, I think their last episode just aired. Uh, I'll have to take a look at it. Uh, rest in peace, Mock the Week. Uh, I think it was 2005 it began to 2022. Yep. Um, Maybe that could be our episode title, Rip Mock the Week. Yeah. Rip Mock the Week. But anyway, what did Russell do? So Russell was filming a a travel show in India with his mum, and he took the opportunity during filming to make his big announcement to the dogs of India, basically telling them to shut up. Which it sounds epic when he did it, because I guess because whatever camera he he was on had had a really great mic. But what he but actually did was just shout at them from the top of a balcony to no one in particular. Telling and them to be quiet. His And then his mum <laughs> said, nobody heard you. Uh, anyway, the scores, as you can imagine, Asim gets five. Tim's attempt gets four. Uh, Alice and Lisa both get two and Russell one. Uh, do you and have any objections? I, we do. Please play the Taskmaster Joe theme. Well, we played it a couple of times this episode. It's the Taskmaster and his name is Joe and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> yes, so Taskmaster Joe, first place, Asim. He definitely got he definitely got the biggest audience from from I'm judging this more on like bigness of the audience than anything else. Because uh because the audience is definitely the best manner in which you're going to do this. Uh, Asim gets first because he did it on Taskmaster. So there's like a couple hundred people in the filming audience, plus whoever is watching this into infinity and whoever is listening to any other, like the podcast about it, our podcast, anything else that will continue to get talked about for ages. Uh, I'd say by now, so many people have probably seen this by now. I think, yeah. Lisa, um, Lisa gets second place because she has a radio show, so she did that. That is, again, one of those things that has a, a very sizable audience. Uh, Alice is third because maximum 96,000 people could have seen it, probably somewhere in the low, like, like four-digit thousands. So, like, so, like, you know, up to, like, 9,000 people, I'm willing to guess. Um, Russell, I'm putting in fourth. Because there has to be at least a couple confused Indians who were standing with an earshot of his balcony when he shouted that. And so he heard them. And so they heard him. 
And then Tim Vine, last place, a single confused Bristolian policeman heard that large announcement, and that is it. And nobody else. So that's we're going on to number four, which is about spoons. Spoons, spoons, bubbity bubbity boo. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, Joseph, and to you. Just be- and just before we continue, there is an adapted version of the best announcement, season two, episode four of Stormester. Anyways, uh, continuing on to um, the next task, make the parachute for the wooden spoon. Task brief, make the best parachute for this wooden spoon. You have 10 minutes to order your materials and 10 minutes to make your parachute. Slowest and most dramatic fall wins. Your time starts now. Uh, we have a new location. It's some sort of clubhouse or village hall. It's a scout's it's a scout's hut or a place cool i have no idea where this is somebody will tell us hopefully spelvin hi spelvin uh anyways i love the location tasks because each series has a new one yeah no they're great um among the things requested my favorites in series 13 by the way okay uh my favorite one is by my favorite place requested Thing, my favorite thing requested by anyone during the ordering section is Alice, who asked for a hardcore staple gun. That will become <laughs> relevant very quickly. Um, also, we've got a bunch, a very rapid fire edit of some other stuff that I didn't write down. Uh, we get Tim first, who wanted just some paper. Uh, he says a bunch of wonderfully TV friendly insults as he like tries to put this together. Oh, flippers, bums on seats. Oh, do me a favor. And then he actually tries to put this thing into the air. And whatever dramatic music they used for this is actually copyrighted. Because yeah, it was, it was completely muted. muted it. And I'm. Think back to when it, we had the discussion when Asim sent his little man on the journey and how the audio sounded weird of that. You could. We had a little bit of a debate. There's no debate here. There was definitely copyrighted music. Yep. YouTube definitely muted it. Uh, for like 15 seconds, right around the 30-minute mark on the YouTube video, uh, it falls gently to the ground and then lands. Uh, Tim then says, uh, what have you done while looking off dramatically into the camera? Apparently, he made this whole war film backstory for it that uh, he he later elaborated on in the studio. I don't remember fucking any of it <laughs> if we want to just re- drop the audio here we can or we can't but anyways um part of part of that last week's story, episode didn't feature any sound bites which i thought was quite yeah i, I, it, well, I guess we just didn't really have anything to add yeah but um if we want to we can do that here if not we we can't but uh we'll, we'll see I, I was on a sort of cliff edge yeah and uh he'd been trying to defuse a bomb that was hanging in a tree okay <laughs> But you've got a close bond or not? Well, we met at meal times, but... (laughs) (laughs) And it's the the moment at which he thinks he's diffused it and he's about to jump away from the bomb and I know that his parachute is not really going to hold him up. So you accidentally caused Sarge's death? Wait, so when you said, what have you done, you were talking to yourself? To yourself! (gasps) Oh, my God! Goosebumps! And that's why, at the end, my face crumples because it's too much for me to bear. Isn't that war? Yeah. But anyways, uh, Tim also does the uh, the um, title drop here. 
when we he describes how his how his character knew the character being played by the wooden spoon. They met at mealtimes. Uh, then we get Alice and Asim together. Uh, they both wanted balloons. They both got balloons delivered in large, clear plastic bags instead of in a net sort of bag, which is what Alice wanted. The balloons then escape. They eventually manage to gather up enough balloons to uh, to get the spoon tied to it. Uh, the spoon is then stuck to the ceiling because the balloons are trying to go up and they both have to get it down. Uh, Asim sticks a dart to a stick and starts popping balloons. This goes very badly for him when the balloons get stuck on the stick. And as he tries to shake him off, he knocks the spoon to the ground and it falls to, with a clatter. Then we get Alice Levine, who reveals that her that her hardcore staple gun is being used as a projectile weapon for shooting down the balloons like some deranged handyman turned air, anti-aircraft gunner. Now, magically, this works, and it actually falls to the ground somewhat gracefully because the uh, the balloons. She only had enough balloons that it slowly lost uh, left. Um, then we go to a commercial break, which is notable because when it comes back, they do some line of banter about Greg wanting to kiss Alex, and then they actually do it. This this is, was the uh, thumbnail moment for that me. That was not the image that I was thinking of at all. Oh, oh. No. Wow, wow, wow. This, no, this surprises th- all of us. This surprises me. This surely would surprise... They, Greg and Alex kiss, and this was what I thought would be the thumbnail. But if you have a moment, Joe... I do. It actually is... Interestingly enough, it is within minutes uh, in the show of, of Greg and Alex kissing um, in during Lisa and Russell's depiction of this. Uh, Lisa goes for a very action movie style thing and spatters ketchup all over some action figures and then um, lights a sparkler and then a garbage bag parachute drops the spoon down very nicely. It almost landed. It was supposed to land in like a takeout tray that was actually in the uh, landing zone did not but it almost did and uh lisa lisa then has like a lie down pose with the sparkler going with her and the action figures and that's what i thought would be the best uh thumbnail image because it's it's such a ridiculous picture of lisa just lying on her side with the sparkler going and the action figures in front of her it's a very funny little image but, but i think uh, Greg kissing alex is more it's more thumbnail worthy I take go back and take a look at at the one with Lisa. It's very cinematic. I quite like it. Uh, and then, but uh, moving on. What if then we include we have, really small? What if we include really like thin stretched versions of both images? Sure. I you make the covers for this. I'm going to let you do what you want. Uh, then we have uh, Russell. Oh, can which, I just say something that came yes. into my mind? You know Tim's alternative swear words. Yes. Can you imagine like a version of Hell's Kitchen or something where Tim finds Oh my god. He's like, oh flippers, you've overcooked it. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen, but it's for six year olds. And Vine, not like and Vine, not like Hell's Vine's Kitchen Ki- Junior where it's like Gordon Ramsay being nice to children. This is Gordon Ramsay shouting at adults but with but with kindergarten vocab. Oh, no, it's just it's just Tim Vine. It's like yeah, oh, that would be funny. 
Um, All right, but anyways, chef. yes, chef. We are going uh, to move, be making. Um, moving what, on. What's the burger that um, Tim Vine uh, suggested in the American Way I, Diner? I don't remember. Uh, can we just keep moving? Because it's almost. I have to be somewhere really quickly. All right. Okay. Okay. This. Okay. Uh, um. Anyways, last thing. Uh, we have Russell Howard. We're doing his. This is intercut with Lisa, but I just did Lisa first. Um, he yells at art supplies while he tries to put together his parachute. Um, he has some sort of weird thing about the girl guides having having spoons airdropped to them so they can survive on a desert island. Uh, the spoon does not land softly. The spoon. His makeshift. His makeshift parachute doesn't, and so it just clatters to the ground. Uh, and it, it it was very not good. Um, and then we get on to the scoring. Greg puts Asim in last. Then he goes Russell fourth, Tim third, Alice second, Lisa first. And we we both do and do not have to drop Taskmaster Joe here because uh, what, what I have it. I have it in the exact same order. Okay. Well, that's great then. Um, Greg and I managed to agree for fucking once, and then. Uh, Should we talk we about do, live task? So what? We do have an adapted version. We have two adapted versions. Where Sir from, Mistari, my friend? Sir Mistari, season two, episode one, had a make a parachute for an egg. And there was a bonus point if they got, if they could prevent the egg from breaking. However, Taskmaster Portugal, season one, episode five, which aired in March of this year, 2022, had the exact make a parachute for a wooden spoon. So, so there's that. Finally, then, uh, onwards to the live task. A live task that's extremely difficult to talk about. Yes. Uh, you will each be given a category. You have 10 seconds to say things that fall into that category. First, you must each predict how many correct answers you will give. The person who has successfully predicted the highest number wins. Yes, which basically means that you all, they all gave a number. And the idea is to give a number that's high enough to make that you can do it, but it's low. It's also, if, which discourages, it's re, okay, it's fucking hard to explain. Just go and watch it. Um, Should we list? Uh, are we stupid enough to say the three the categories? I did when I was watching it. I got everything except what Alice, except for Alice's category. Um, Tim uh, successfully named three counties. Russell named three colors. Counties of England, by the way. Count, yeah. Uh, three. Russell named three colors. Lisa. Uh, was thought she could name five continents but could only name three uh asim uh said he could name four countries and did so alice successfully named five crustaceans very impressively and won the task and she got a, this weird one that i don't even remember what it's like boston something or other like this it's like weird, a form of lobster or something this weird lobster variation also i do have a question which is i thought that shrimp and prawn were the same thing and england just was weird when they called them that because she said shrimp and prawn. I mean, to to use of all things an example, you know Pepe from the Muppets. Yes. Um. Basically, he 
when people call him a shrimp, he doesn't like it. And he says, I am not a shrimp. I am a king prawn. That's my impression of... Uh, oh, okay. So they are different things. I didn't know that. Pepe is but, Spanish, in case you're wondering. Why yes. I tried to do that. But um, I, I know what Pepe's accent is. But uh, I did think it was very funny because as we got through it, like we got color... We got counties, colors, continents, countries... They're all C words, but I re- and crustaceans, I guess, falls into this category. But I was really hoping that when we got to the last person, that Alex would like come out with like some weird, like like name name five elements of DNA or something like that, like something that was borderline impossible to get as like, a spoiler. Um, like name five minor characters in nineteenth-century German opera. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something that would be borderline impossible, like as a spoiler almost. And I, but no, I was really impressed that Alice got five crustaceans because. What was, do you want to use for the title? Because nineteenth-century German opera sounds quite funny. That uh, that actually is that actually is. But we're gonna have to make sure it's nineteen th because otherwise it will not fit in the uh, the YouTube title. But yeah, um, yeah then that as. So basically, everybody succeeded in getting the number of except Lisa things they named, except Lisa. So score wise, Alice gets five, Russell and Tim get three, Asim gets four, and then Lisa only gets one. Which means that for the second week in a row, it's Vine time. It is Vine time. Tim has Tim has won the episode, and then if All we the pointless uh, want- inventions. And then we also have an adapted ver- uh, some adapted versions of this. For God's sake. Couldn't you have just Sermis- said it in the moment? I because I forgot to, because I didn't see it at first. Uh Sermistari season one, episode one. Basti Test season three, episode six. Knowing that and, is probably the lowest unique number and of things. Basti and Basti Test season four, episode two. They did it twice. I should probably watch the foreign versions. I I want to watch the non-English versions. Yeah, I want to watch Kongan Befaller. This is something that I've I I've I haven't don't think I've mentioned, but apparently when they do the um the holding open the eyes for the longest task, one of the people on Kongan Befaller, who weirdly enough is the guy who made the What Does the Fox Say song, apparently broke the world record. Wait, he was on holding- he was on Taskmaster. Oh, Busty yeah. Test, sorry. Okay. No, no, on Kongan Befaller. On Kongan Befaller. Oh, of course, because he's Norwegian, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but I he, apparently, he, Swedish, but he yeah. apparently broke the world record for holding your eyes open without meaning to and actually only stopped holding his eyes open because he got bored. Like, I watched the what? clip online, and he held his eyes open for so long that he had to go home. They took a camera with him in his car. He drove home, got McDonald's, and pulled into his driveway. And he's like, I can't be bothered to do this any longer. And blinked like almost three hours later. That's impossible. He did it. They had a camera on him the whole time. It's an... And and I checked, because they don't mention it in the show, but the world record for holding one's eyes open is like 81 minutes or something like that or it's some like it's not on their youtube page i mean not, on, i mean wikipedia on, sorry it's it's not because they never made any mention of it i guess 
That world... song just sort of disappeared. Hold on. World record for holding your eyes open is one in, is one hour without blinking. Speaking of one hour, can we wrap this episode in under yes, that? Yes, yes. I do have to... I do actually have to go do something. So at right. 58 Another short episode, seconds, guys. I hope you like this. We're going to call it. Or 58, 39, 37, 38, 39, 40, 